Hey, profs. Welcome on in. My name's Rob Lightfoot, proud two-time alum of Rick Edelman College of Communication, class of 2000-2001. This is Beyond the Brown and Gold. I'm Jessica Kennedy. I'm the co-host here, also a two-time proud Rowan alum, class of 2008 from the Rick Edelman College of Communication and Creative Arts, and 2015 from the College of Education. Thanks so much for joining us today. Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM presents Beyond the Brown and Gold, a show that highlights the lives and memories of Glassboro State and Rowan University alumni. Now, here are your hosts, Rob Lightfoot and Jessica Kennedy. This year we did something really exciting to celebrate our prof sweethearts. Rob. What do we do? <laughs> you don't remember? No, I do remember. Actually, I'm just joking with you. So we did a really wonderful contest to hear the love stories of our prof sweethearts. And we put it out uh, on the alumni website and via email and on social media. And we asked for your stories. We wanted to know about all of our alums who met here and who have been sweethearts because of their time here at Glassboro State or Rowan. And there were a ton of, res- we received a ton. So many stories. We were overwhelmed with the responses. And we thought, wouldn't it be really great if we could invite them onto the show and have them share their stories in their own words. Tune in now for the Prof Sweetheart story of Katie Hanko Styes, 2008, and Scott Styes. Some of the most romantic relationships begin as friendships. After Scott left Rowan to join the Marines, these friends bumped into each other and knew something felt different this time. Take us back to your time at Rowan. What year was it? What were you studying? How did you get here? And how did you find each other? They're already giggling, by the way. I know. So cute. (laughs) Well, Scott has a really... um interesting story about his experience at Rowan. Oh boy. Um, Do you you want me to start? This was not in the submission form. (laughs) We graduated high school in what? 2004. So our first year at Rowan was like 2004, 2005. We actually didn't meet until our sophomore year. Um, And it was totally by chance. So I was a health and exercise science major, thought I was going to be a phys ed teacher. Um, I wanted to initially be a guidance counselor and I know in the state of New Jersey, like you had to be a teacher first and I was like, oh, well, I'm interested in health and like, maybe I'd be a health teacher. So I took that direction. Um, I was pretty focused (laughs) in school. Um, I I was good when I went, (laughs) I I got good grades when I went there. You know, I was good at school. I just school uh, college just was never for me you know I, I was there to play football and i enjoyed that and i went to class for the first two years but once i once my brother and i decided we were leaving for the service i it just you know school kind of went on the back burner but um yeah. and i would try and like entice him so like after we first met like there were times where i'd be like hey like i know you have class at this time do you want to like walk you? with me to class <laughs> do you want to go he would. do you, you want to go to he would walk with me to class and then all of a sudden like I'd be like opening the door and he'd be walking the other direction I'm like no no like that wasn't what I meant I was trying to get you to class so you how did you meet what was the instance in which you met each other my room faced out the front of triad and my roommate was like Katie Katie there's these twins they live on our floor come look they're out the window and I saw um Scott and his brother Brad walking up to the building and they were like in their football uniforms and looked all cute. And I'm like, Oh, and I was like, Oh, I called dibs on that one. Like totally joking around, (laughs) which is 
I find pretty ironic because Scott and his brother are identical. So why I like call dibs on one still to this day, I don't You're understand. keeping your options open, right? It, Especially yeah. since you didn't really so, know anything about them other than you just saw them out no, the window. I knew nothing, nothing. So then I, I'm going to say my roomie probably like invited them over one day. Like beyond me joking, there was really no like, I had no intentions of following through and being like, really, I called dibs on this one. <laughs> um, and then we just started hanging out like as friends. Tell us what happened after after Scott decided he would just not go to class anymore. <laughs> we had already signed the papers to join the marine corps and you know it just at that point class wasn't important to me it was me getting ready to you know go off and serve so i mean like i said i was good at school i still am uh you know when i went i I got good grades it's just that last semester i just i knew i wasn't going to be there anymore you know so i was kind of just hung out and and and, and uh, hung out with Katie. Now, Scott, we what had was very you? Very expensive party. That's what we call it. <laughs> the most expensive party you could ever have. For sure. What was your major that you were going to go for? I was undeclared at the time. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I I wasn't sure what I wanted to do at that point. Were so. you dating Katie when you when you guys were hanging out? Were you like actually dating? Were you a couple or just hanging out? No, no, we, we were we were just friends at that time. I was dating another girl. She was dating had a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, we just you know we were just friends for the longest time. Did so you- I actually have a funny story about that that I can share. Yes, so- please do. <laughs> so we were friends and like legitimately like pretty good friends too. And I remember he's like was telling me, he's like, this is what I got the girl that I'm dating for Christmas. Well, in the meantime, he had kind of started seeing like another girl too. (laughs) And he got them the same thing. And I was like, you can't do that. I'm like, if you, I mean, listen, it's as, it's bad as it is, but like, you have to at least get them something different because if you get them the same thing, then they're going to know it came from you. Like, that's how good of friends we were. Like we would talk about that. I would share with him, like, you know, things about my boyfriend or what was going on. Um, were you a we little bit interested friends. in each other at that time? Or like, was it like, no, we're real. It's like, we really yeah. were friends. Yeah, it was always there. Yeah. There was always like that little level of flirtation, but like it like never went beyond that because we were just both in different directions. Any red flags that he was dating two girls at the same time? <laughs> you know, it's kind of like when you see oh, those names, them, like with the red flags. <laughs> probably should have uh, paid a little bit of attention to that now. I'm just joking. But um, <laughs> so I graduated in 2008. Um, I came back home to South Jersey. Um, I actually started as a teacher for a little while. Um, during that time, I was still, you know, in another relationship. Um, I ended up ending that relationship shortly after I graduated and then he happened to be coming back from a training and was like, oh, hey, like, I haven't seen you in a few years. You know, I, I can swing through. I'm on my way somewhere. And I was like, all right. Yeah. Awesome. I was actually trying to set him up with my best friend. Oh, my gosh. You Whoa. really were like so focused on being the friends that you were. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like he came down. My best friend was with me. And like, I had full intentions of being like, hey, Scott, meet Crystal. Hey, Crystal, meet Scott. And I think like she even says she could tell yeah. at that point, like as soon as we started talking, she was just like, oh no. Like she didn't even like move into that space because once we did see each other again and we both were not in relationships, it definitely was just different at that point. I love how Crystal may have seen it clear before 
anybody else did. She's like, no, 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 I see what's going on here. I'm not, I'm not getting in on that. So had you kept in touch yeah. the whole time that you were serving? Yeah, I mean, I would write her when I was in boot camp and overseas, and when I was able to use the phone, uh, which was few and far between. Yeah, we, I, yeah, we still stayed in touch. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, there's so much, there's so much there. Then I know you just don't write just, anybody, right? Yeah, yeah, you're not just writing some schmo. So did yeah, you come yeah. back after that? When you came home from the training, were you committed to serve for a long period of time? Like, what did that look like? So I, when I signed up, I signed a four-year contract. So the the time that when I came down to visit her was in between deployments. I was already in Iraq for seven months. And then we were doing our workup for our next deployment to Afghanistan. And we were training in California for a month. And then right before, it wasn't right for maybe a month before I deployed to Afghanistan is when I came down to visit her. And then at that point, I still had another year and a half left after after that. So, which in retrospect, like I guess I never really thought about the timing before. Like it really only took a month for us to get into like a deep relationship, and I think that's because we had built it on such a strong friendship foundation. Like, like when he left for Afghanistan, like I went down and saw him off and you know, did all that. And she almost died the night before. <laughs> Let's hear the story. Yeah, I mean, really. like before we left for Afghanistan, we went to Applebee's and I have a nut allergy and I don't know, I thought mozzarella sticks were a safe choice. Well, apparently <laughs> they use a fryer for something else. So yes, in the parking lot, him and his brother are like ripping into Benadryl packets for me, but. Oh my gosh. And here we thought that Scott was the one going into a dangerous situation and really it was Applebee's. <laughs> We were in a relationship at that point. So then when he left for Afghanistan, how long were you there? Six months. We got pulled home a month early. Yeah, he was supposed to be there longer. Um, but it was about six months. And the whole time, like, we really didn't have a whole lot of communication. Um, we had one phone for our entire company, which was four platoons. And one phone? It was, it was- it was a satellite phone. So we didn't, we were living in the dirt. We were showering in, in creeks and stuff that were there. We were out on the front line. So we didn't have, we weren't on a main base where we had a computer. We could play video games. We were out actually doing, doing uh, the work of the Marines. So we only had one phone for our entire company. So one week out of that month, you would, you would get the, the satellite phone and then you have 30 guys trying to use the same phone in a week. I got maybe three calls a, a month wow. back home. And then if something bad happened where we lost somebody, there was a blackout period where you weren't able to call anybody until the family was notified. So oh, wow. it, it was a long time. We would go periods without talking to each other. Yeah. So a lot of it was literally like writing to each other. Like you think like back in like world war two and stuff, but like that was our situation. And I actually have a book where it's kind of cool to see like the letter I sent him and then the letter in response, we both kept the letters. Like Jess is going to cry over here. Jess is about to cry over here. I can see it. As soon as I, as soon as I heard the story, I was like, this is Jess. Now, did you get married as soon as you got back? Did we just like close that loop right away? We got engaged maybe three months after I got back. So at this point, I only had maybe seven months left on my contract until I was getting out. So we ended up, we didn't get married until a year after I had already gotten out, almost a year to the day after I had gotten out. Yeah, so we were engaged pretty soon after he got back. But then we took like a good year between like 
there's a lot going on, like him coming back from North Carolina, planning a wedding, <laughs> figuring all of that life stuff out. Living with Crystal. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So actually, Crystal, <laughs> the friend that I tried to set him up with, I was living with her when he was still um, in the Marines. So he came back. And instead of like going home at that point, we were engaged. I showed up with like trash bags full of my clothes oh, and everything. No. Like, Crystal's I like, oh pieces. boy, I got to get out of here. <laughs> This Prof Sweetheart's interview is between Carrie Palmieri Janis, class of 2004, and Philip Janis, 2004. Find out now how their involvement with the Newman Club served as the start of their now 17-year marriage. Carrie, I don't think I knew that you were a Prof Sweetheart, but take us back to your time at Rowan. Set the stage for us. What was really going on? And Carrie, you submitted the story, so I don't know if you want to take the lead, but go ahead. Yeah. Well, hello. I'm Carrie Denise, and I was Palmieri when I was at Rowan, um, originally from North Jersey, from Bloomfield. And I applied uh, to Rowan University the senior year of high school. And that application process was of colleges was super easy for me because I got in early uh, to Rowan, and that was my one school I applied to, and boom, it just decided everything for me. And I'm super grateful looking back at that process for myself uh, and, and to God, really, because like everything hinged on that decision of going to Rowan, where I live now, where I work now, who I married, all of those decisions really happened at Rowan during those four years. So I entered in 2000 as a uh, bachelor, uh, majoring in art with a concentration in graphic design. So I graduated with the BFA. Uh, my husband, Phil, what year did you enter college? Uh, this college or college? Phil, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how did you get to Rowan? I, I initially started out at St. Peter's up in Jersey City. And after one year, we both mutually parted ways. And then I went to Burlington County College for like a semester or maybe two. And the goal was I was just going to trans because I lived up in, I lived right up by the Air Force Base. So I was just going to go, I wanted to transfer into College of New Jersey. So I applied to College of New Jersey and I applied to Rowan. College of, College of New Jersey told me I wasn't good enough to get in there. <laughs> and Rowan said, you're welcome to come down here. And I told Rowan, I don't feel like going to your school. You did. So I didn't go anywhere. So I took a whole year off and then it became crystal. It became pretty apparent that I better get a college education. So then I called Rowan. I, I, I ate some crow and I was like, hey, how good are these exceptions? <laughs> I've always for? wanted to come to Glassboro. It's funny you should say. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they were like, they were like, oh, no, you're good for like another six months. I like, I will mark me in. And I was living out on my own at that time. So I just I was like, oh, I guess I'm moving to Glassboro now. So packed all my stuff up, entered Rowan, I think in 2001. Yeah. New and East. haven't left the region since then. I've been, yeah. you know, I went from Glassboro to Williamstown. So, yeah. And Carrie, yeah, how so were you introduced to him? How did you, how did you two <laughs> find each other? Yeah. So that, yeah, that's a wonderful question. Yeah. So it wasn't until 2003 that we actually found each other. So, um, you know, as time was going on, Phil was uh, majoring in law and justice. I was majoring in art, two completely different departments, two completely different ends of campus. Well, not totally different, but definitely different buildings that our classes were in. So it wasn't um, exactly on the campus itself, but it was just off campus that our worlds uh, collided, which was at the Newman House, at, which was at the time, 
the current ROTC building, yep. which is on the end of campus. On your Boa Ravage um, for folks that are trying to picture where the exactly, campus is. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it used to be a Wawa right there, but now it's the Bagel store, Bagel Express that's there. So it's that blue building right there. And we were both heading on the same retreat uh, weekend with our college, uh, the Newman Club at the time it was called, now called Rowan Catholic Campus Ministry. And we were attending uh, this retreat together. It was the spring semester retreat held in February, and it was being held off campus at a retreat house out in Elverson, Pennsylvania. And we both entered the building uh, waiting to leave for the retreat. And I I saw these two new faces. It was Phil and his friend. And I introduced myself because I was on the e-board and was involved. And I said, oh, you must be Phil and Mike. You know, nice to meet you. And that was when we first met was that weekend. Uh, away at the retreat and you know it was, it was a great retreat I mean from what I remember of it, it was a, a wonderful time and um, you know I don't remember us you know talking too much or interacting too much but our initial you know initially meeting each other took place on that retreat but did you get all the back. feels when you saw Phil like you knocked over by the guy or what was going on here Everybody gets the feels. I figured, <laughs> Phil. Phil, I could tell. I could tell. Yeah, they get I mean, the feels. You got the feels. Right, look, I right, look. I'm over here. I'm not saying nothing. Did it, didn't you say something like you thought I was cute? I, I don't know. Yeah, when you she came into the building, I was like, oh, she's kind of cute. You're like, like, oh wow. Uh, first check. Yeah, first yeah. retreat. Was this your first involvement, Phil, in the Newman Club at all? No, it was actually my second. She didn't go to the first one I went on. Yeah, oh. yeah, I wasn't able to make the one that he was on in the fall, but you weren't really involved in the club because you had worked and you were taking classes. And, you know, we, are, we weren't really, um, we didn't meet until that actual retreat in the spring semester. So for, um, so for students who are listening, the, the, it's, it's really the campus ministry is where you're going to meet your significant <laughs> other. That's what I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a big group. There's a lot of them that came out of there. <laughs> yeah, and still do. I mean, I don't know if you want me to go into any of that just now yet but i'll wait for you to share about that but there yeah there definitely uh, are many couples that have come from our generation and generations to come from the campus ministry from the newman house and from retreats especially is a great bonding weekend together but then the whole next year is when really our relationship um took place and started and we were both seniors now at rowan and um we're we're, we're dating and um really well, just, how yeah, we can't go from you just went to a treat to you started dating how does that <laughs> oh, <yeah>. even <laughs> it's like well right, we, we just story. met each other there's then we were story. dating okay do tell all right so there's a key story in there that um i was i had hurt myself goofing off dancing with friends and uh, phil had found out about it all of my friends took me to jefferson hospital at a sprained ankle he found out about it from the friends and he made the move and sent a card to my hand delivered a card and flowers to my house and my favorite dessert from scotland run because that's where you worked uh, and yeah. he said if you need anything please let me know and I couldn't drive because it was my right foot and I couldn't really walk much because of crutches and all this. So he took me to my, that was like May of that, that 2003, right after the retreat, that same spring semester. And he took me to my finals. He took me to different uh, ministry meetings I wanted to attend to church. And we really got to really fall in love during that point. And that's when like the relationship started, which was like that end of the semester of our junior year in 2003. So there's the love story. He made his move with the ankle, and here we wow. are today. Took advantage Married. of the girl while she was down. Karen, 
Phil, what was it about Carrie? Me. Hey. <laughs> so, wow, I mean, wow. now that's the story we really want out there. That's going to sell this podcast. You can resist. Yeah, there's a, now that'll we sell the podcast. Way in there. What was yeah. it about Carrie that you were like, oh, okay, like I'm going to send flowers? Like, were you making your move? Was that, were you hopeful to start? Yeah, that, totally. Yeah, this is, <laughs> it, 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 look, it was a long con. I knew how to play this game. <laughs> I was like, I could wear her down months over months over months. And then when she doesn't see it coming, boom. Wow. I mean, flowers yeah, and like dessert. Strike. And then eventually she's just going to be around me so much. She's like, I can't imagine not hanging out with this guy forever. Well, there was a brief break. Oh, there was a break. There's always a break. <laughs> yeah. There's a yeah. Break. And that's when I think we both imagined that was after that break. Yeah. Well, we, some people had to hit the brakes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I both. like how we're not saying. <laughs> some people. Not saying we're not who. being accusatory yeah. at all. Yeah. Yeah. So we dated all of senior year, graduated, both graduated in 2004. And um, at that time, then I was moving back to North Jersey because I was going to work in the field of graphic design that I got my degree in. And I was going to be working in New York City. Phil was staying in South Jersey area where he had been living in um, Glassboro at the time. And then eventually you moved a little bit around with some friends. And it was a two hour distance in between this relationship that I was like super concerned about. And it, it, I was trying to put on pressure to get married. And, it, you know, that definitely needed to be the brakes needed to be pumped at that time because we we both weren't sure where, where we were at in life with careers and living situations. But, um, yeah, we took a brief, brief break after college then for a little bit. It was just two months, but it was needed to kind of reset the relationship um, and then kind of came back together. I would say a whole lot stronger to enter into that mindset. Like, are we called to marriage and is it? between each other um, forever. And during that time was a big time for each of us to really think that through that question. And, um, and, you know, obviously we both sought the answer was yes. Um, and we, two years later then got engaged in 2006. I well, think the main part, well, we had to work out a lot of stuff in those two, like wherever we were going to live, how we we're going to, cause I was never, ever, ever going to move to North Jersey. <laughs> Like, go ahead, Phil. Talk happening. about that, Phil. Let's talk wanna, about that piece. I don't want to go past there you go. Trenton. Thank you. Ever. Thank you. Wow, strong feeling. And if I could go further south, I would, but this is as far <laughs> as she's allowing me to go. I'm a Jersey so. girl. I had a hard time switching from North Jersey to South Jersey. I will say the one thing that helped prepare me to be able to leave and move two hours south of all of my family, my aunts, my uncles, everybody was concentrated up there. Grandparents, parents. Um, the one thing that helped so much was that we had so many friends from our core group of particularly the Newman house where we were both involved campus ministry that had just recently got married or engaged and they were all settling in the South Jersey area. And we're like, okay, we have all of our friends here. We have, um, father Maz was the uh, chaplain at the time of the Newman house. He was assigned to St. Bridget's in, in Glassboro. So we knew we had a church with the priest that we were very close to that we could attend, so everything was kind of set right here for us. So I was like, well, it's a matter of me leaving my family, but still having a second family that is already there. So we were able to make that decision, you know, after I was able to bend a little bit. And I think, you know, for Phil, he has no family in South Jersey either. It's not like he was rooted here um, 
he grew up as a military child and moved all over. So his family wasn't even presently in New Jersey either. So it was kind of a fresh start for both of us um, to kind of root ourselves like on our own, which um, tended to be for us where we found the house was Williamstown and where we've been living uh, since since we were married. So was the whole wedding party nothing but props? Is that what it was? The entire wedding party on both sides? Uh, <laughs> props and Paul Mary's, all of my cousins. <laughs> oh, that sounds great. Yeah. Yeah, so it was yeah, it was definitely uh, a lot of Rowan uh, friends, uh, a good amount from that campus ministry that were involved, or they read at our wedding, or they were um, handing out the programs at our wedding. We actually really fun thing about our wedding for table numbers, we did like things about our life. So they were um, where we grew up. They were Rowan University was the name of one of the tables. Newman House was one of the name of the tables. And we I don't know why this is the first time I'm hearing about this. <laughs> so were you there? Or you run, you? I, I had the DVDs. We don't watch them, but we have them. <laughs> and yeah. you paid for them, yeah. too. Yeah. Well, okay, the this out. is a detail-oriented person. He let me handle all the details, and this is probably why. But, um <laughs> Yeah, so New Rowan and Newman House were two of the table numbers, and those people from those respective places, from students of Rowan, or um, were the ones that sat at the tables. The guy that played the music at our wedding and sang at our wedding, they were Rowan students, uh, Rowan grads at that time. Father Maz married you us. Ready at the Newman House. Yes, yes, yep, you're right. Yeah, married so at St. Bridget's, on- which is now Rowan University Parish. So. so all these things kind of relate back, which is... You know, for me, especially now, um, I work now here at the Newman House that's on campus as of last year of 2022 in August. And so being back here has been like full circle wow. for me because it's the church I was married in, which at the time, it's really uh, looking back really crazy to think um, the Newman House was not connected to St. Bridget University Parish at the time. The students had no connection to that church. The Newman House had mass there and everything there. But now it's all connected as one. So like our students that come to campus ministry here will attend mass at St. Bridget's. That's where I was married. That's where, you know, all these important things took place early on in our marriage, attending mass there. And now we're in a full circle um, 17 years later, that being working here and and working with the students, it's like a full circle for me, which has been pretty amazing to see happen. Got to mm-hmm. ask, were, the, were the, uh, the pictures for the wedding on campus? Did we do a little bunch shot? Did we do any of that? No. Uh, no, and you know why? <laughs> Missed opportunity. Probably because of me. No, no. Not Who are we blaming for this? The limo driver was supposed to stop. I, I still regret it. It's always day. the limo driver. I, I had it in my notes to stop it. At the time, the only one was that big, like, kind of um, uh, cement Rowan, where Rowan is carved into it. Like it says, Rowan University. It's like on the big, long cement sign. There are a couple throughout campus. There was one right on 322. And I asked him to stop and he did not. And I was so mad because I wanted that. So I have pictures of myself getting ready at the Newman house. Um, I have pictures here, but I do not have any from on campus. And I regret it so much. Well, if I could suggest something, because we're in our centennial year, Bunce Green now has the big 100 Mm -hmm. in between the pillars. And I think it's the coolest look that you can grab. So if you can get it before like maybe springtime or something like that. And then maybe Phil, it's a prizer. You come out on stilts for once. (laughs) Eric Avedisian, class of 1992, and Elnie Boyer Avedisian met in 1991. They, at the time, had a short-lived college romance. 19 years later, the two reconnected through Facebook and have been together ever since. Take us back to your time here at Rowan. What was the year? Where were you each coming from? 
I attended Rowan. Uh, uh, it was it was 1991, back in the halcyon days of 1991 when <laughs> grunge music was popular. Yes. And uh, George Bush was president, not the second one, but the first one. Uh, back when we just won the Gulf War. Look at the, yeah, and, I like uh, all the historical I context. like what he's putting, yeah, he's putting us back in that time. Love it. I was a fresh-faced college student majoring in communications and journalism. And uh, we met because I had a friend who went here too. And we met through that friend. So she was staying in a dorm. And I visited, and that's when I met Elmi for the first time. <laughs> Elmi was a love at first sight. Um, yeah, something like that. Like she was. Yeah, I had a crush on him. I thought he was cute. <laughs> now you were you were a student as well, right? You weren't. You weren't. Yeah, his, okay. I was a freshman, and he was a senior. Yeah. Oh, we wow. met. Yeah. <laughs> and what were you both yeah. studying while you were? Well, you were you were journalism. You said right, and Elmi, what were you doing? I was in accounting, uh, business administration. So if it wasn't was for working. this party, then you probably wouldn't you have wouldn't met, met, right? Yeah, never. Nope. <laughs> Supposedly, I don't remember this, but I said I asked him to be my boyfriend. She just let jump, didn't, you know, you be my boyfriend. I said, okay, sure. Oh, my <laughs> God. Right, well. Wait, so yeah. how long, how long had you known each other for? Couple weeks, maybe less than I would think. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of these puppy love situations you got here, right? So, you know. And had you been hanging out in that time or was it just like, okay. Hung out, yeah. Where were you going across campus? You're going across campus a different, uh, like. Yeah, he was in Triad and I was in Magnolia. Okay. Yes. Right. Yeah, so we would just meet at the the student. uh, Student center. Student center go out on dates and things like that, like what the young people do. And how, how was it? Were you uh, together for a a long time while you were here or just a short period of time that you dated? Almost two months only. Almost two months. Yeah. (laughs) All right. And how did that end? We, (laughs) we talked about it, you know, I was a freshman, he was a senior and we were like, this is not going to work because, you know, he's going to be leaving soon. And we were friends before we started going out. Yeah, I feel so like that's a big of, difference between uh, senior and freshman, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we said, okay, let's just be friends. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I really I crushed her. My heart. I broke her heart, yeah. But I was like, you know, I'd rather be his friend than lose him, you know, mm-hmm. you know, altogether. So right. we, we remained friends. Yeah. And then he left college. And um, I think, you know, I think he, you came back for undergraduate. I did. I did some um, education studies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then 1992, I was in a car accident and oh. I left college completely. Oh, my. And, and what year were you in when you left? 1992. Okay. I was in 92 when I had my car accident. And that was your sophomore year? Yeah, my sophomore year. And I was, um, I had a fractured pelvic, I had a concussion, coma for three days. Oh my gosh. So I, <laughs> so I just didn't come back to school. And Eric, what did you pursue when you left, when you left, well, it was then Glass, Glass, Glassboro State. State. Yeah. yeah. So what did you pursue when you yeah. left Glassboro State? Yeah. Um, so I got suckered into the world of journalism okay. and, um, became a reporter for several years down in the Cape May Atlantic County area. Very nice. Um, I did that, um, for many years, um, got some journalism awards, moved around a little bit, 
Uh, and then I was working in Ocean City when I was contacted in 2010. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, a big leap. Eleni, what were you doing yeah. all that time? <clears throat> yeah. 18 years. We, I contacted him on Facebook uh, July 5th, 2010. She remembers the date. I guess. Wow. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Right. Because I, I, I had gotten on Facebook and I was kind of finding, you know, friends. I only had family members and some coworkers. I always remembered him. <laughs> he was Look my first love. Way my first go, Eric. Way to go, Eric. Yes, yeah. you can use social media to stalk your exit. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I looked up a, a lot of stuff on him when I found out, you know, he was on. And we I contacted him on July 5th, and then July 27th, we met up. Were and you nervous? There, Were you all nervous to yeah, well, meet after say, all this time? Was anybody in a relationship at that time, or nobody know, or out of it? Or No, I wasn't. Okay. <laughs> no, no. But, um, yeah, so that was a fun date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell we us about that. Hours. Yeah, yeah, we went in a bookstore. Yeah, yeah. And we talked. Which bookstore? And ours, like on campus? No, this okay. was this was a bookstore. Um, Mace Landing. Mace Landing. Yeah. Okay. But interesting story was um, I we didn't know until 2010, but in August of 2007, he moved to Ocean City on 10th Street. September the next month, I moved to 8th Street. <gasps> Whoa. He worked on 8th Street, wow. but we didn't know that. Yeah, we were like we were like two ships that passed in the night. How like wild is that? that? You were so close, yeah. probably as close as you were when you were on campus. So you had been two years living right around the corner from each other. Was it two years before you? Well, even... what happened was um, Ocean City gets flooded all the time. So after living there for six to eight months, I decided to leave because <laughs> I just hate the flooding, and it would take me an hour to get home sometimes. Oh wow! 20 30 minutes because we had in ocean city you had to keep getting turned around because of the flood certain areas are flooded so you had to i had to keep backtracking so i, I said i'm not living in ocean city so i moved away to mace landing <laughs> at least like what 20 minutes away from there yeah so you're doing journalism at the time and, and and how about you what were you doing for a career at the time well i ended up becoming a cna a nursing assistant okay I did it 20 years and now I'm working in, uh, well, I have almost three jobs now, <laughs> a CNA, uh, unit secretary for my job. And I'm also training to become a monitor tech is where we watch EKGs and the rhythms and stuff like that. Oh, it's like, you know, you go to college, <laughs> I, I, right? I'm becoming a CPA. I said I became a CNA instead. Yeah, it's that's fair enough. A letter. That's okay. They do the same thing. I feel like in college, you sometimes you go in and you don't really realize all the jobs that there are in the world yeah, and yeah. all the different kinds of things you can do. Like you think a little bit more. Like, you get exposed to different things. Yeah, so you're like, oh, I change. like this. I want to do this. So what was it like after you met up at the bookstore? Did you just kind of keep talking after that? Or did it? there was a little lull in between when you saw each other next? No, we we. Dated, jumped right in. Jump right into the relationship. <laughs> okay. All right. Wow. Yeah. And like I think like two years later she moved in. Mm-hmm. And then we had uh Sandy happen. Yeah, and then Hurricane like, Sandy happened, yeah, flooded I mean, us out. June and by what the end of August? Uh wait, was it October, November? October, yeah. Yeah. There was Sandy and we got relocated because of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good to have all your stuff flooded in an apartment. So <laughs> Oh, no, it's it's ground. Yeah. So after moving out of Ocean City because of the flooding, I you, moved back in. 
just to have Sandy happen. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you were you were getting a sign before not to near, be near water. I don't know why you went. Yeah, there. that's that's one of the downsides of living near the beach, I guess. Right? Yeah, you got to near all that water. What are you hoping to tell folks that maybe meet on on campus or their freshman year? I mean, freshman year—that's like a big. You had a lot of time left to go, Elni, and then you were kind of on your way out, Eric. So, you have any advice for our young prof sweethearts who might be listening? Um, yeah, like don't give up on love, be patient with each other, uh, try to take your time, um, try to be open and listen to each other. And, you know, just because you broke up, you can get back together again. It's just weird. Love is weird. So far, we've heard so many great Prof Sweetheart stories, but we have more. There's almost so much, there's almost too much love that we can squeeze into one episode. I know, we had to squeeze it into two. So tune in to our next episode of Prof Sweetheart Stories. You've been listening to Beyond the Brown and Gold on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. You can find more episodes on your favorite podcasting platforms by searching for Beyond the Brown and Gold or Rowan Radio On Demand.